Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and we're going to drink a whole lot more beer. <laughs> oh my. I'm Nate. I'm Jenny. And we are the Drunk Guys, and this week we are finishing the Broken Earth trilogy with The Stone Sky by N.K. Jemison. And Nate is starting with a beer. This beer is perfect for this book, because it's called Terra. Literally, not like the girl in your English class. It's actually just the word for Earth, and there's a lot about a lot about Earth. And this is a pilsner from Vosburg Brewing. Another another one from them. If we next time we do a Boston horror book, you could yeah. do that too. <laughs> ah, Tara! <laughs> <laughs> wow, wicked spooky. <laughs> it's somehow it says pilsner with. Hollertau Blanc Hops, I guess, 4.5% alcohol. And this is like the most bitter Pilsner I've ever had. It's like they just super hoppy, but yeah, technically a Pilsner, I, I guess. Michael, use your beer knowledge and tell me why that's different. Why a Pilsner is with a hoppy Pilsner is a thing? I don't know. What, 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 what's, the difference? what's a Pilsner? So Pilsner is the original light beer, actually. It was the first um, first beer to be like light in color. That's why it's named after a Pilsen, some place with no vowels, Czechoslovakia. And it is really, it's a lager. So it's really supposed to be like clean drinking flavor, like not super hoppy flavor. But there's also varieties of like German Pilsners versus like a Czech Pilsner versus a... Um, but to the, you know, un- the American untamed or the untrained uh, palate, they all taste like a light... Lightish beer. I mean, I think the, you know, what we think of as beer flavor, you know, mm. Budweiser, those are all just bastardized versions of Pilsner, just like mm. cheaper versions, less malt, more adjuncts like rice and corn and shit like that. There's cheaper, cheaper ingredients. But it's supposed to be a light bodied, poundable beer when you're working in the Bohemian countryside. It's just drinking it by the bucket, threshing wheat. Yeah. And then half the wheat ends up as beer. I think I read somewhere like the Czech Republic has like the highest al- uh, beer consumption per capita of, of, if not Europe, the world. And this is, you could drink a lot of this stuff. It's you know, four and a half, five percent alcohol. Mm, that's cheating then, but we'll see. It's like, so have you ever had like a real nerdy beer bar where they have, you know, like a 20 different beers and they'll have, oh, there's the, you know, our triple IPA and, you know, whale penis stout and all these crazy things. And then you'll see the Pilsner. That one's from Finback. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Pilsner... Like you'll look at them and, and you know the prices look the same, but but they're scaled. So like the stout is like ten bucks and the IPA is nine bucks and it's like Pilsner eight fifty and it, but it, but you get a liter, you get a fucking like a boot. boot glass and everything. You get like a little snifter of the stout and it's just, it's, it's a uh, cheap poundable beer. I mean, it's hard to make a really good Pilsner. It's not the kind of thing, like home brewers or amateur brewers like to make a really good Pilsner is hard because you can't hide behind anything you can't just be like let's just dump marshmallows in this until it tastes good until you get diabetes it gets it has to be like a really expertly produced thing a lot of um i have spoken to people who work at breweries and i won't say which ones and it's not the one you're thinking of maybe possibly and they're like yeah our pilsner's okay but like when you go to this other place you realize ours is dog shit (laughs) because it's like when you get a really good one it's you know there so it's often the kind of thing that real beer nerds will that's how they judge you. Like, not like, how good is your 
17% alcohol stout that just destroys your mouth. How it's good like is your when you ask an 4. artist 4. Like, Pilsner. prove yourself and he draws a perfect circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with his with his taint. And by that I mean a portrait of the band, a perfect circle. And he uses his tool. Are they related to that band? That's like the guy from Tool. Yeah, I think it's that the same guy. <laughs> anyway, The Stone Sky came out in 2017 and it is the sequel to The Obelisk Gate and the fifth season. And it is the, the only uh, it, it's the only Hugo hat trick in history. It is, yeah. And by that it means and it does fancy hat tricks. So the Hugo Derby, which Hugo Derby must be a, a real man German somewhere. porn actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hugo <laughs> Derby. Uh, so it I don't really remember what happens in the second book. So because we uh, read it a while ago. This is book three. We are just not going to be able to do a good job of explaining everything that happened in book one and two. So if you haven't read that, go listen to our episodes, and we're just not going to try that hard to explain those old things. What kind of monster would start with part three? A real fan. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, the end of part two is where Essen had just figured out how to use the obelisks, use the magic inside the obelisks in order to, to defeat the other calm that was attacking her underground calm called Kastrima. Yeah, was that it? Yes, called Kastrima. And she she had like figured out how to do this thing and then she tapped into it and literally turned everyone in the other calm into stone as well as did a bunch of other things to the people attacking them and stuff. And she basically single-handedly defeated this entire army and like took out... Single-handedly. Single-handedly is a little on the nose. (laughs) Yes, because... As the book starts, she is waking up from a coma from having, like, done this whole thing. See, so she's been, like, asleep for probably days or weeks. And when she wakes up, the whole, her whole calm is no longer, they can no longer live in the underground one because she screwed it up somehow. And so they're now, like, marching to the desert so they can cross the desert to get to the other one that still has food. Um, but she's woken up and one of her arms is turning to stone. And so she's going to turn to stone just the way Alabaster did. Uh, whenever she uses Orogeny, she's going to, a little bit more of her is going to turn to stone and pretty quickly too. So she has to be very careful about essentially never using it unless she absolutely has to. And You're saying her she entire arm she is stone. Hit, she doesn't want to hit the wrong erogenous zones. Gets you rock hard. <laughs> Though... I, I did not know this for the first two books because I didn't uh, take earth science. But orogeny, or however you fucking say that word, orogeny is the process by which mountains are made. <laughs> did you know that word? I did, I did not know that. That's a real no word. Idea. I feel like you didn't teach us that in earth science. I mean, we didn't take... First of all, we didn't, I didn't take earth science. Did you take it? I took school? it in eighth grade. Uh, yeah, I started, skipped right down over that. I was in Catholic school. We just learned about... Uh, you learned the earth was fake. made 6,000 years ago by God, the end. Get over it. 4,600, 4, get it right. I mean, don't, don't round up. 4, if it was any older than that, that would mean the Jews were right. No. Uh, so <laughs> you can't have that. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, orogeny is the mountain building process that takes place at convergent plates. Oh. Okay. She paid a lot of attention to earth science. There's a lot of rock words in this book. So, um, so she's like, drink. Um, damn it, <laughs> go on. Uh, so she kind of wakes up and it's like first has to come to turn with the fact that she's turning to stone 
But also she finds out that the moon is finally on its... Not only is it on its way back to Earth, but it's actually going to like finally arrive back at Earth, back cl- close to Earth's orbit very soon, like in a matter of days. So, so just a reminder from the previous books that the Earth is all... F- this is like 50,000 years from now or something like that because yeah. mankind fucked up the planet by, by ejecting the moon. <laughs> the moon has a crazy elliptical orbit around the Earth, and that's what somehow causes all the shittiness that they endure. So by recapturing the moon, she could restore order to the Earth in the Republic or something. I don't know. And end all the geology, all the problems with Earth's tectonic plates and all the geology problems, and uh, end all the fifth seasons. If she can reuse, tap into the obelisk gate and use her orogeny to recapture the moon into Earth's orbit. Now, I didn't, re- I didn't re-listen to our second episode on this, but and I don't remember the book very well. But that's not why we have tectonic plates, right? <laughs> Well, by the end of, of this the book, moon. you realize it's a little bit more wacky than just yeah. That. yeah I guess it's well <laughs> in the second book there there is the first book there is magic, but they don't call it magic; it's orogeny. And in the second book, they're like, and then we discovered magic. Like, wow, that's very direct. So, <laughs> guess, so oh, in, <laughs> in this book, you find out that it 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 is Earth, but a far 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 future Earth, but in a sort of like mo- future beyond today when when technology just had gotten way way more advanced the people there you find this out much later in the book people there had created these created this technology and they were trying to use it to get tap into unlimited power but they found out that the earth's core not only has like this sort of magic substance anyway it's there's it starts to be a little bit like it's a scientific explanation it's kind of like technology is what did this but actually it was technology Trying to tap into magic is what actually made everything go wrong. And you find every out, time. And yeah, and you find out why the moon was like ejected from Earth's orbit. And I'm sure the moon does have uh, some effect on tectonic plates, and it definitely does on the tides. But it probably not that much. That's what I would think. I wouldn't think like you know earthquakes and. Volcanic volcanic eruptions are actually caused really by the moon's gravity. No, probably not. But by the end of this, it, it's not. You realize it's not really about actually the moon. It's it's about Uranus. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Uranus, Which is in the center of your moon, the Earth. Oh, is, so glad I teed you up there. Yeah, the Earth is uh, you know fucked right now uh everything there's like ash in the sky like you can't see nothing and it's cold and dark and and shitty just like uranus and also like (laughs) there's dingleberries yeah just like an arctic season of the dingleberry (laughs) that's a bad season not enough the worst this is arctic crypt from the veil brewing it's a it's a mega stout I can't read anything on this. It's like dark red on blue, dark blue thing. I'm holding a flashlight because I'm fucking old. Do you yeah. have one of those like magnifying glass things old people use to read the TV gonna, guide? I'm going to need one. I don't know. It's strong. It's an imperial stout. Who knows? When I went to the beer store today, a woman was using one of those to read the names of the beer. You know what? Like, wow. I get it. I get she, it. Listen, <laughs> do what you got to do, man. No, yeah. It's, uh, ooh, it's interesting. 
it got like kind of a fruit flavor to it. I'm gonna look it up on the internet where I can read it in real print size. <laughs> Here we go. It is a brewed with brown sugar. Oh, there you go. That's why it's kind of bitter. And blended with a portion of Buffalo Trace Bourbon Arrow Bourbon Barrel Aged Imperial Stout. And yeah. So it's a for it's a second figure like, like, buffalo sauce. Buffalo. <laughs> it's got hot buffalo sauce. Yeah, buffalo wings. Added in the, so it's in like the one mash. of those chocolate bars with like uh, hot sauce on them. It's disgusting. It's uh, like it's sauce. pretty good. It's it's uh, it's got quite a long lasting bitter aftertaste. Like it, it lingers, just like you know the end of the world might have. <laughs> yes, it lasts for tens of thousands of years. Slow death. So there's like kind of like two plots happening at this point. So if you from the first book, Essen, the main character, she is trying to find her daughter. Um, Nassen, who is with her dad, I forgot his name, Jija, Jija, right? Who? Oh my God, this is ridiculous, ridiculous sentences already. The dad murdered the other son, Uche, and the, before the first book even starts, basically because he was a warlock, Earth scientist, <laughs> and then he took the daughter and ran away, and that's what Nas- Essen has been tracking them the whole time. And, and the father is bringing, brought, this is book two, brought Nassen to this other place, I'm completely forgetting the word, where he said, they're going to teach found you, moon or found like moon, they're going to teach you how to not be a Raga, meaning she, she has she, this magic. They're he like takes a, her to a conversion therapy yeah, camp. <laughs> conversion therapy, which that's pr- going to be important later. Pray, in the, pray the gay away. But anyway, the father wanted her to, like, you know, not be, you know, herself. And so the, a part of the conflict in the second book was, was Nasun deciding, like, you know, do I want to be, this is me, the way I am, but my father doesn't like it. Who do I, what, what do I do? Do I pretend? Do I just, or do I just, you know, stand up to him way. and say, no, this is me? And Eventually, that's what she does, and she kills him. Oh, but she's only 11. She's not even 11. Not, she's almost 11. <laughs> but she kills him in this book, right? She kills no, him in the last the book. the very end of the second book. Okay. She turns him into that a was, pile of jewels. It was the very end of her like story arc in the second book. So oh, like yeah, the second to, to last chapter. Which things he stabs her, and she's like, nuh-uh, buddy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then she explodes him into a pile of jewels. The family jewels. By kicking him in the jewels, yeah. That's how it, that's how it works. That's why I always wear a cup. Um, and then there's the other character in her story is Shafa. Shafa. Shafa, Shafa Ranks. <laughs> it's like just, he's, a, he's a reggae musician. <laughs> and uh, he was Essen's guardian when she was a young girl. And they're like the enforcers of the magic world. They're like kind of magical. And they're there to keep the, the origins, the witch people, from disobeying. And, you know, because their main job is to prevent coral buildup and stop earthquakes and shit like that. And they can either rip really the continent apart or they can perform menial environmental tasks. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you got you to gotta keep them in line. Get all well, the barnacles because... off my boat. Because the tectonic plates are all fucked up. There are earthquakes all the time, but the Origins, they can, like, control geology with their minds and, like, stop earthquakes just by, like, they could, they can sense that earthquakes are about to happen and then, like, stop them. Yeah, they redirect it somewhere else. Which would be pretty important. 
Oh yeah, I, as you, wish, you know, I bet. we were recording this what three days after Turkey was destroyed. This is their most devastating. That's a Thanksgiving ever. episode. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you should have seen the gravy. Uh, <laughs> no, just days after the devastating earthquake in Turkey and Syria. It's like that, but instead, in the future, everyone on the Earth dies if the earthquakes get too much, which they will, unless the magic people stop them. Well, thank you for Earth science Hogwarts. <laughs> anti-vibrators. A friend of mine, came, uh, his, he has a daughter who's in like kindergarten or first grade, came home and told me about, at school, the teacher showed everybody her vibrating stick. Oh, God. <laughs> and they're like, What? <laughs> He's like, yeah, Mrs. Sotover had her vibrating stick, and we all got to see it. It was a tuning fork, but... (laughs) (laughs) I bet she got a lot of calls that day. (laughs) Oh, my Uh, God. So Shafa is... You know, he was the villain in the first book, but he got... Transformed like in Terminator Two, like they've reprogrammed to be he good. Got, he got brain damage helping... at the when the when he exploded at the end of the first book, and now he's nice. Well, because he had to he had to like drown <laughs> to the, at the end of the first book when the big naval battle. Yeah, I mean, he, he is seemingly killed off in the first book. In the second book, he's still alive. You're like, oh shit! And now he's got soft brain, and he's but he's nice able guy. to. Well, you find out that they all have like a weird thing in their brain. And then the guardians have a, a, a metal splinter in there that because they're also magical, and the metal splinter they're basically makes them origins live that forever. have the splinter in them that keeps their powers under control and gives them other kinds of powers. And they are basically the they're the collaborators with the government. They're the enforcers. They yeah. are, they are the ones that that break children's bones when they don't listen and stuff like that. To break the and rules so, and teach them to listen. Yes, well, it's, that's how you do it. Um, and he's <laughs> protecting Nassin, and he's like devoted to her and like cares for her and protects her. And they're spending the first part of the book at you know makeshift Hogwarts, but then eventually they decide they have to leave. She's going to go to... She's like, she's getting into puberty. She's like, fucking, I hate everything. So, I'm going to destroy the world. Yeah, so <laughs> she, she hates her mother because her mother was always really mean to me. Hates her mother because her mother was trying to teach her in secret to to control her orogeny. And so her mother was like very Don't stern, touch yourself there. Very <laughs> harsh. That's dirty. Like you have to control it. And so she hated her mother. And then she hated her father, even though she loved her father, but also hated her father for killing her brother and for being a you know racist uh, racist he's a, ma- he's a magic bigot <laughs> yep and so who just couldn't like accept her for who she was which magic but bigot then, is a synonym for grand wizard <laughs> <laughs> uh and but shafa who is now nicer but he's also like he's there to protect her and he is there to be her, essentially it's, the father she really needed. It's the plot of Terminator 2. It is exactly <laughs> what happens. Right? In the first one, the Terminator was the bad guy, and, and he was there to kill John Connor. The good guy, and in yeah. the second one, they reprogram him to protect John Connor against third an one, even uh, bigger this enemy. Is, this is much better than the third Terminator, though. That's Terminator 2 is the fucking I'm the saying shit. this third book is much better than the third Terminator, which was not good. 
Oh, with the lady, the lady Terminator. Yes. Where like she she terminated as much, but she got paid less to do it. <laughs> Pretty much. We we'll say we gotta kill John Connor, but, but we don't <laughs> want. We have to cut back on our budget. We got to send a cheaper Terminator. <laughs> and uh, that one though was still not as bad as the like the Christian Bale Terminator. Oh, I see. I've seen all of these. By the way, they, they really? just got. I mean, the oh, the, the Christian Bale one was dog shit. No, I'm just. Saying, I'm surprised Nate has seen Terminator that. Genesis or something, but they spelt Genesis wrong. I don't think I saw that one. So I think I saw yeah. one, two, three, and four. That is four. Isn't that four? Uh, Salvation, Salvation was four, but it's kind oh, of Salvation. a different timeline. Or it's like, it takes place in the future, so it's not really part of that. And then they start doing the old ones, uh, going to the past ones again. And they're oh, on like number 46 now. Well, this plot, all I could think was this is, like, I was expecting her to teach Shafa to say hasta la vista, baby, because it is <laughs> very, very similar. Uh, so they're going around and they're going to go find the, the where to end the world. And it's going back and forth and stuff, but but stuff's taking place worldwide. And I need is to drink a beer. Pitbull the beer? Yes. This is called Damn It Man. Pilsner. <laughs> when you put it in your mouth, you got the lady say, oh, no, this is from Dogfish Head. It's called Worldwide Stout. And this is, uh, I'm trying to clear out the beers in my house. And this is a very dark beer brewed with a ridiculous amount of barley, according to the bottle. A ridiculous uh, amount. Ridiculous amount. Just way too much barley. That has been sitting in the beer cellar for four years now. Jesus. And it's north of 15% alcohol. They don't oh, tell Lord. you. It varies, but it's between 15 and 20 each year. So it's somewhere in there. It's... Oh, my God. It smells of an eight. Oh. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> I'm going to drink all this. And Good luck. Is it a regular-sized bottle? Yeah, so twelve ounce. That's a lot of beer strength. Gonna, I'm gonna put. What's that? It's a lot of beer strength. Oh yeah, it is. I think this it's one's gonna, only like ten point seven or some shit like that. This so is lot. going in. This is all going in. I'm gonna put it into my uh, cesspine or whatever. Cesspine. That's yeah. the plural. Yeah. Of cesspinas. Was <laughs> the. Uh, the special so uh, reach out magic uh, amygdala that they have, or whatever it is. The uh, part of the lizard brain. So uh, we should say, though, these beers, even if they were bought four years ago, are bought to us <laughs> by our supporters over at Patreon. And if you want to support the podcast, you could head over to patreon.com slash drunk guys book club, where you could uh, you know give us money to help us run the podcast and help us keep reading books and destroying our bodies. Uh, at a faster rate than the liver can regenerate. And uh, you get all sorts of stuff in return, like early access to episodes, exclusive content, join us for live episodes, Q&A things, merchandise. Oh, my God. Uh, just shy. Just shy of oral sex. We'll, we'll do just about everything else. Over the clothes is fine. Mm, um, true. So if you want to do that, you can help us out like that. Or you can help out just by uh, leaving a review. Uh, a good one, though. Like The bad ones really... They hurt my feelings, and they make me drink more, which makes the podcast probably not better. It's a vicious cycle. I don't know who, why you do it to us. It's free, you sons of bitches. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, you can help the podcast like that, or just go yell it at somebody. So like, hey, go check out that podcast, and they'll say, oh, excuse me, this is, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> and then... <laughs> if every one of you yelled it at a stranger, and they did it, that would be good. Would Absolutely. it? Absolutely. 
Yeah. <laughs> For us, you know, it's also a very good strategy if you're on a crowded train and you want to seat, just start yelling about the drunk guys book club podcast. People will make room for you, and they'll look it up. It like, works. What was that crazy man yelling about? Like that guy was nuts. He kept talking about some sort of Alcoholics Anonymous book club, and like, no, oh, <laughs> he was slurring. So anyway, uh, this this is a beer that's going to destroy me. So before uh, before that, we have to finish this book, guys. I have a second beer after this. Oh God. So Essen. No, Nasen is on her way to... Essentially, the... she has to go to the end of the world. So she's going to go to, like, there's there's a place that Shafa somehow sort of knows how to get to, except they have to go well, to another place first. But he doesn't where have they his, can, his memories are all fucked up. He remembers where, some stuff. Where they everything. can, like, tap into the obelisk, where Essen can tap into the obelisk gate. and But Essen is like, I'm not going to fix the moon I'm going to use the moon to just smash it into Earth that's, because that's I am fucking the daughter. Yeah, that's what I didn't. Is that what I said? That's not what I said. That is Nassim. Yeah. So Nassim <laughs> is like confusing. I fucking hate everyone. Everyone in the world is terrible except Shafa. I'm just going to just destroy everyone. Total teenager move. Yeah. Right? But she's you also don't know what it's like to 11. be me. <laughs> she's been yeah. told to do this by the bad stone eater man who she calls Steel, Steel, who's just like, let's burn it all down, baby. And he knows his perfect partner in crime for that is any 12-year-old. <laughs> any 12-year-old who's... only 11. <laughs> gar- uh, she's not even 11. She's almost 11. Yeah, <laughs> At the end right. of the book, she's yes. almost 11. Uh, and uh, she's it's her, an almost 11-year-old girl and her mentally incapacitated caregiver. And he's like, this is, this is an easy target. <laughs> Dream team. And then, he, <laughs> then he meets her in an internet chat room. <laughs> he befriends her, and he says, "Oh, well, let's just trade information." Uh, so, but he has a like one of the things that's a little confusing about the book and makes it interesting is that a lot of the characters like are aware like things are told in different perspectives and different um, persons, you know, like third person or first person or second person, and sometimes characters like you get different timelines of that character, like a flashback versus the character in real time, or that character is known by like a different name in different places, right? So there's a part where, I forget where exactly, but Hoa, who is the stone eater who's kind of helping uh, Essen, tells her, like, there's a, they're trying to get Nassen to do the thing, the stone eater, the bad stone eater. You call him the gray man or something like that. So it's kind of, kind of confusing as you read through the book. Well, there's also there's which, a third plot line. Which is flash, the, the, the flashback to when Hoa was, but you don't built. know that. You don't know that for a long time, right? I don't think it's clear that it's Hoa. You, you kind of I mean, know. I, I suspected it. Like, no, I think I think you do. You kind of think. I mean, maybe you don't know right away, but you kind of figured out like, oh, this well, is because what, she this did is that in things, the other books, yeah. so you expect it. But I don't think it's it's like much later. Well, you know, it's like a world that doesn't like, suck Hoa. ass. So you have to assume this is before things went to shit. No, and you know that they're they're yeah. the original Earth wizards. Yeah. So halfway through the they book, you start to dirt. get you start to get a third person. You start eight like another character. You start to get okay. So on and <laughs> off, but you get most of it in the second half of the book. You get another person narrating and like telling a di- an entirely different story. I mean, it's not entirely different; it's connected, but it's actually a ton of backstory going back to like. 
the base 25,000 years before like the the story of the book takes place and this is how it's, it's this 40, is how 40,000 well tens of thousands however yeah. many cuz they do say years. that at some point when um steel gives the speech like do you really th- want to live forever do you know what that's like i'm in alive for 40,000 years what's that specifically? song do you really want to live forever oh, not on those shitty like techno-y songs okay. no i know what you mean I, I, uh, oh, forever young. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh no, that's gonna be in my head now. God, <laughs> uh, forever. <laughs> but yeah, so you get that long, long the flashback thing, and those chapters count down, and they're all named after mm. the the fictional city, which was Sil Anagist or something like that. Which my brain just unscrambled to Los Angeles. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> it was like. That's not a real place. That's the close. I think like it's just those That's letters close. rearranged where they have really, really cool things in vehicles <laughs> and and uh, like a matrix style. Uh, everything is uh, creating s- babies and test tubes. Well, everything everything and, is super like nature naturey. Like the buildings are all made of wood and magic leaves, and everything lichen. is yeah. And the, the floors are lichen. And the the wallpaper tastes like snozberries and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is interesting, right? Because like the message of the book, or one of the themes of the book, is like people fucking with the earth is bad. But yeah. these people were like had the greenest super technology ever. <laughs> like but, everything is powered by moss. But it was all based on a lie. Nobody fucking likes lichen. It's disgusting. It's, <laughs> they named it that like, ironically. It's like uh, it's like if a tree has dandruff. Like I don't know, nobody likes it. It's it's, it's plant smegma. It is plant. Nate, you can you you, you have seen? I'm sure you've eaten lichen. I have not. <laughs> when, Nate, when Washington's troops, <laughs> oh, you know what? Valley Forge was pretty rough. I might they have eaten some lichen they <laughs> boy, they they made tea with lichen. I've seen the oil paintings of it, Nate. <laughs> I've eaten lichen. It tastes like nothing. I have but it's not. It grows on rocks. I ate it off of a tree. I was, I was saving a life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was all based on a lie, which gets revealed later, but uh, how do we not talk about that? Yeah, so, okay. So, you, so Essen is headed off to try and get to the obelisk gate. And and Essen is going to try and just like destroy the Earth because she's like fuck everyone, I hate you. It's Nassen again. Fuck Nassen. <laughs> was like they're almost the same word. They're almost exactly the same. So Nassen is going to try and just kill everyone because she hates everyone. And then Essen hears from Hoa that Nassen is going to go try and tap into the obelisk gate in. Essen is like, she's going to turn to stone. I can't let another child of mine die. This would be number three. Like That's uh, a bad kind of hat trick. Yes. She's like, I can't. I have to go save her. I have to go do it for her or do something to help her. You know, just like, this is what I have to do. But first, Nassen has to help the people of Kastrima who are trying to cross the desert. (laughs) What you switched them again, man? I did. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're just saying that. No, I swear to God, dude. And then <laughs> Essen. No, now I'm confused. Which one is which? Oh, Essen is fuck. the Essen is the Essen's main character. Nassen's the kid. 
Yeah, that's what I thought. That's yeah, not what I've been saying. Them when you say it. No. <laughs> Fuck. You should just change their names to something you can remember. Old lady, little this lady. Beer, <laughs> this old lady and yeah, old Gamal lady. Abdel Nasser. Egyptian <laughs> 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 dictator. <laughs> child. This beer isn't even very strong. I swear. <laughs> it has been a long day, though. Um, so, old lady... Is has to help. She's forty four, by the way, Nate. Do you really want to call her old lady? <laughs> well, the older lady. <laughs> it has to help her friends cross the desert, and it's like very tough, and that sucks. But they do it, and then they get to the other city, the one where old lady turned everyone living there into stone. <laughs> I'm just gonna say old lady now. I, I know. I have to still think about it. <laughs> Well, I had to think, oh, wait, what's her, what, what am I calling her now? Yeah. Wait. And then turned everyone into stone. But they had a lot of food. But that city had a lot of food saved up. So they're like, that's the one place where there's food left in this fifth season. So we better go there. And so that's why they're there. So they're kind of settled. And then it's days before, uh, before the moon is about to meet, get to its like closest point. It's like, I got to go. And so Hoa... The stone eater takes old lady and a bunch of her friend and but, her fellowship through the it. earth. Couple one important thing that you find out along the way. Well, two things. One actually important and one just ridiculous. One, she knows that anytime she uses the magic, it turns part of her to stone. So she at one point has to use magic, and she decides to make. I forget if it was her her favorite her or least boob. favorite tit. That's her favorite. She. It was her favorite, the daughter's favorite. The daughter's favorite, yeah. Into stone, so she gets a rock boob. And yeah. later, the stone eater eats her rock teddy. It just, it just motorboats it into dust. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That happens. And there's a scene. She's like, "What do I do? Oh, I gotta turn. I gotta turn the rock somewhere to make my hair into rocks. Eh, I could fucking lose that. No, that's gonna be bad. I'll lose scalp. Do I like? I need my feet. I need toes to walk and shit. All right, losing a boob." And she's like, I'll just even it out. I'm missing an arm on this side. I'll just lose a boob on the other side. Why that was there? I don't know. But I'm well, glad it was. Why the particular part, we don't know. But why the rock-eating process happens, we figure out later. But then the other thing that's actually kind of important is uh, along the way, she has uh, shacked up with, what's the guy's name? Like, Lerner or something Lerna. like that? Lerner. Because he's preggers. a doctor. She's, she's pregnant. And... Uh, that, you know, affects her decision, you know, making it potentially. And she's like, oh, fuck. I thought I was too old to get pregnant. And then that guy was like, what? I can't have kids now. Are you There's sure it's mine? season on. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a thing that, like, adds some more complication. And there's a lot of, like, drama with Yika. Yika? What the hell was her name? How do you Ika. say that name? Yika. The head, the head woman of their calm. and founder of IKEA. Yes, well, she's the the aunt, the descendant. Forty thousand years from now, they've just barely changed the sounds. Yeah, and they named her after their favorite and chest of drawers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who but, you know? There's con- how does she lead these people? And they're like fucking dying, just con- relentlessly, and then attacking people. And they find a guy who has no legs. Uh, the Lieutenant Dan of Magic Earth Magic. All sorts of shit is happening, but basically she's pregnant. And she's like, I still have to save the world and find my kid. But also, the kid is making her way there with Shafa and the bad stone eater, 
And along the way, Sheva gets a magic aneurysm and becomes well, because- basically a vegetable because he's in he's as they go they go to the city which is built over a volcano. Core then, Point or something like that? They go, uh, core Point, yeah. Which is, then, which is the future version of College Point, Queens. Yes. A <laughs> uh, place no one has heard of outside of here. Outside um, of College Point. I mean, there are people living in the next town. Oh, that's true. There's but, no college there. Uh, during the seasons, uh, normally, they just wholesale slaughter all the origins because they're no longer any use. And then all the Guardians uh, go for a big uh, sleepover party in their city until the end of it, because they apparently live for thousands of years with the aid of their magic splinters. And so he takes her down underneath core point into the magic city where they all have their bunk beds. But along the way, because and it still has all the cool out, technology and shit. Too. It still has all the magic future stuff with like, which is clearly like, you know, hologram screens and robot voices. And she's like, what's this weird stuff? Like it's plastic. I don't know. Well, they also get in. Yeah, it's plastic. They also get a tr- on a train that takes them through the center of the earth uh, to I the believe other you mean side. Future monorail. Show some <laughs> respect. It's a vehicle, and it's a it's a vehicle, which is a vehicular animal thing. It's, it's like when you put together a rhinoceros and a tricycle. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that normal in our timeline can only be made out of Legos. <laughs> it could be a Power Wheels. You have like a, there's wheels, but you also put the giraffe head on top of it. I think isn't just like the Beast Wars, the Transformers. Those are vehicles. That's that is true, and that is a really specific type of transformer. <laughs> the one's a T Rex, you know. Well, I, I know. I remember the commercials. And but they, so they, they, has the shortest a... way is to go through the center of the Earth on this, you know, weird monorail trip. It's like a space elevator, but backwards. And what's his name? Steel is like. It's probably not a good idea for Shaffa to go. And Shaffa's like, huh? And then he goes anyway. And then My the brain don't work so good. And then and then so the, he does it anyway. The, the earth brain fuckles him and he's he just turns into a blubbering idiot who just keeps shitting and pissing himself for basically the rest of the book. Yeah. It's like, oh, how the mighty have fallen. Until he, he gets better towards the end a little bit. Yeah, you know, when they take yeah, the splinter out. So then he's all useless, and Nassen's like, oh, what the fuck? And then she's like, well, then they, they cure him, you know, quickly at the and, right well, time. There's a long time of her just, like, wiping his feces off of him. Yeah. Or they find a... Ma- they get to a... Uh, get to a magic the city. Place, the magic city, and it's the magic bed that is, like, always the perfect temperature. It's like, that is... I will invest in that technology. That is awesome. The bed that you don't need a sheet, and it's always the right temperature and, and, to go to and sleep. And it, clean, it cleans you with magic. It brushes yeah, all so the he's piss like, out of his butt or He's whatever. shitting and pissing the bed, and the bed's like, that's what I'm here for. And it just <laughs> scoops it up. It's like one of those... Um, it's the chairs in Wally. It's like a Flintstone <laughs> device, you know? Like he's shitting on the bed, and there's like a small mammoth that is sucking <laughs> it out. And it's like, it's a living. <laughs> it's just like sucking it. <laughs> <laughs> like a small velociraptor just nibbling the turds, and that, and then, <laughs> right, Nate? Isn't that basically what it is? Uh, uh, yeah, that's what it was like. It was, I was there. Yeah, <laughs> I had one of those. It was it was good times. So he he's in this bed that you could just shit and piss in and sleep. He's like it's basically how people who spend their whole days on Twitch live their lives now. Uh, it just doesn't have the magic part. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to sit in this one chair and just sully myself and uh, just just get completely soiled and disgusting. 
and not move out of it. It's a, you know, we could see we're really close to this future <laughs> where you have that technology. We have the need for it. We just need a couple more inventions. This is where you get a bunch of the chapters from Hoa, where you find out what all this, all this named stuff that after really his happened. mother, <laughs> who was one. <laughs> I was thinking this so Hoa wasn't originally stone. Hoa and all the other stone eaters were actually genetically engineered, well, sort of people, but also sort of like biotechnology whose they were genetically engineered like for a purpose Mandroids. which was to which was to use <laughs> yes actually that's not a bad not, not a bad name for it uh to use <laughs> use their like sort of powers to control the magic so they control the magic through the obelisks or the through the obelisks and then supply humanity on earth with unlimited power and so after there's a bunch of like for peeks through (laughs) there's a bunch of conflict between like either the 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 humans and these like genetically engineered things and they're they're known as the tuners was that it well the niece because the thing was there was three different peoples at this time and there was the one got one of them took over the other one and then the third one were these other distant people, the niece, who were basically were origins at their time. They were like the best at magic. And then everyone else uh, took them over and then, you know, did all the stuff that humans do, which is, you know, they did a racism. And then they would uh, kind of exploit them and use them. And then all these, all these, you know, mandroids were built to be basically mandroid versions of these things so they could use their magic powers to take the magic out of the earth. And this is where it gets real weird. Real weird. Real uh, weird. So Hoa and all the other, and the like six survive, six like still not brain dead um, tuners are sent to the moon to. Well, they cap- find out eventually. Like, first, they're like all brainwashed and like, this is your job and your duty. And then they, there's like the prototype woman. Kalenly, who, was, who was raised as a human person, yeah. to see and if how, she, see, how, see what how it turns out, you know. She, and she teaches them like this is fucked up, and she talks to them in mineralese where they just speak through they vibrate Earth each other science. They they just like oh, and then he sent some gypsum into my head, and I understood that he was hungry or whatever. And so she te- she shows him like what happens to the the ones that are retired. With quotes, and it's like, oh, they're like sl- brain dead slaves forever. That's that what was, they're planning on using us for. That's what they did to all of the tribe that they had conquered. They made them into matrix batteries. Yeah, but they're gonna. That's gonna happen to these people too. Yeah. As soon as they get the system up and running, because it's somehow the the plutonic engine or whatever it was called. It's a is, perpetual. It's a perpetual energy machine. Yeah, because you know, it's based on like magic. magic, you could do you that. Put, yeah. You put less magic in than it puts out. Well, they f- it's to tap into the magic that's like in the center of the Earth. This is, of course, not science. This is like so well, the Earth uh, has maybe magic. we don't know that. You're right. Can't prove. We don't can't. know. Yeah. Have you been there? <laughs> not yet. Um, so uh, they send. Just just wait till so, magic Nikola Tesla gets a chance, and we'll discover this. <laughs> Hoa and the other. Uh, uh, Tuner beings are sent to the moon to finally activate this like device. This this like activate the obelisks to tap into unlimited power, and um, 
uh, and actually do this thing. But they, but they, but Hoa is going to like, he's intentionally going to fuck it up. He's going to be like, no, we're not letting the humans just do this to us. We're going to like destroy them with the energy, with all this like unlimited energy. You can't fire me. I quit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they can't quit. So then Hoa like initiates the devices in like the 128 uh, obelisks that are floating around and he's going to starts to melt the city. And, but then the earth fights back. Like the earth has a mind and it has like magic in it. And so it tries to, it fight back by trying to destroy, trying to melt all of earth, like literally melt the, the outside that all the tectonic plates which is a tiny bit of earth. Across. Yeah, which is really, which is not a ton, but, you know, it's still an enormous amount of energy. And then in the, like, moment that the earth tries to do that, Hoa is able to, like, change where all the energy goes, and he puts it into the moon, which is what forces the moon, which is what flings the moon, like, away. It, like, flings the moon uh, way out into an elliptical orbit around, like, uh you know, away from earth, literally saving at least some of the people. Also, this thing turns him and the other tinker tuners into stone. So this is where they become stone eaters. But now these people who they're, they're made of stone now and they have the magic vehicles that they drive around and they go to this like special, almost sacred city. Could you call them stone temple pilots? Yes, you could, yeah. Jimmy, what do you think? Absolutely. Right? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> and they're turned into rocks. Who oh, have, I thought you were going to have a beer for that. No, no, I do have a beer, actually. Uh, but I, I can't drink this 16% alcohol stout fast enough to have my glass empty. But yeah, I have a beer. Um, that happened in the past. And the rest of the book happens in the present. This is called <laughs> past and present. <laughs> there you go. This is called Past and Present by Other Half, and it's an American barley wine. Hmm. It's actually pretty good. It is, uh, it's actually a very good barley wine. Other Half can make really good beers that aren't just hop bombs and made with Oreos and Cheetos. Not that I dislike those, but this is a great one. I've had one of these before, and actually I think it's better than I remember it. I had it in the past, but in the present, I enjoy it more. So, um... Flings the moon out, and then they have to live forever. Now, I didn't understand this, that the, the, the stone eaters, they can just, like, melt into the ground or something. They're like Alex Mack or T-1000, if I'm still thinking about Terminator 2. Mm. Or, and they could just travel through the mantle and shit like that. Like, how... Do, it, am I supposed to think about how that works or just accept that that's They mentioned when, when he's doing it with Essen and the people, it's like, it's kind of just morphing into the rock in front of you and leaving the rest behind. So you're just kind of perpetually moving forward by, I don't know, fucking osmosis of your rock soul. But he's able to bring her with him and protect her from... Yeah, the transitive you know, property. But but like, you know, the, man, <laughs> the, the incredible heat of the mantle somehow doesn't bother her. He's going very fast. Oh, it's true. Uh, I know you didn't, have, you didn't have her science, so you don't know how this works. But I don't. Know, I trust, trust me, it works. <laughs> That's why I was like, yes, Thinosphere, Thinosphere, whatever. It's not a Greek person. Uh, um, <laughs> Thinospheros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Like, yeah, yeah whatever. Rocks, that uh, very hot. I don't know what you want <laughs> with them. You want the baklava? Uh, it's meant to be more marble. Uh, make your columns. Uh, so the... Gus. <laughs> Nick, Nostoniers, Nick, they're originally there from Greece, like all things. Is that we have invented this thing. Nate, you know this. Also, we invented magic. You don't know if you know about it. We're called Euros, magic food. <laughs> <laughs> How do you make lamb in that shape? Man, I'm not coming tube. It comes that's magic to it's make. It's magic. I don't know. I don't understand it. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Yeah, I live in Astoria, which is the second most Greeks outside of Greece. I don't know if they sound like that at all. <laughs> I, think they, I think they all do, yeah. I think they all do, but I don't yeah, know. But I'm pretty Astoria, sure. Yeah. Named after a Greek city. They just have their fucking language with a written thing. It's all just E's and K's. <laughs> like Everything ends in oikos or dopolis. Everything is written as though you still had to chisel it into a tablet. They only know that one font. Yeah. <laughs> when you get Microsoft Word in Greece, there's one font. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's called, you know, like Hellenic or whatever the fucking font is. Hellenic, yeah. It's inventor of the, uh, the coffee cup with the columns on it and democracy. We invent that. That's why they name her Hellenic Keller. Uh, she <laughs> was Greek. Uh, <laughs> she could not see Greece, so she could not see anything. Um, so... <laughs> So now we're at the final showdown where Essen and Nassen are arriving in this place and Essen wants to save Nassen and Nassen used to want to destroy the earth because she's pissy and like any child wants to destroy everything. Um, But since then, Shafa has been healed. She's like, he's going to die now that he has his splinter out, but he's the only way I can save him instead is if as it was... Maybe it's manipulated to her, or maybe she figured it out. I don't really remember. Uh, she said, what if I could make everyone into a stone eater instead? So that's her new plan. And we know that Shafa's really, really old. Like, Steel tells her, like, he's like a second-generation guardian. He's like, like 7,000 years old. It's like you're Almost still... as old as your mama. It's... <laughs> it's as if you're... Imagine, you know, in the year 2023, somebody's still using an iPhone 2. Like, that's... <laughs> How old Shafa is. Like, wow, he's really held up. But it, it could still do shit. He has magic um, in his brainstem. I think you can't use an iPhone 2. I think they took down the 2G Shafa code. Oh, no. A, a, a friend of mine had an iPhone 5 until like a few months ago. He's a very cheap man. And he's like, oh, it's fucking, I just make phone even, calls. I don't that's need. That's the 3G. That's, they and, took down the 3G. He's got to plug so it they, in every four they, minutes. They stopped letting him use, like the phone. They were like, we will give you a new phone. You can't use this anymore. He's like, I like my phone. And they're like, sir, you're not homeless. You don't need to hold onto a piece of trash anymore. You need to stop with the phone. And he's like, uh, I don't want to. So then they cut off his service and he just had no phone for months. <laughs> <laughs> months? Like, Fuck them. Jesus. You want a couple months. You want a couple so months. They, they they deactivated the 3G like towers. The, basically they, they installed 4G instead. So but literally it's a different technology. So they basically that's just how we unplugged got COVID. it and plugged in a new device. <laughs> which <laughs> means the old device just didn't work anymore. Michael and that's was this that? Mark? 
No, no. Wow, Mark. I really thought it was going to be Mark. <laughs> no, Mark. Mark, who has joined us for several live episodes. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not him. It was a guy from work. He's older. So, so they're at the final know? showdown. <laughs> yep. So, um, uh, Essen, old lady, gets to... <laughs> finally nailed it. Finally, Hoa brings her to the Oh, place. and learner guy gets killed along the way. Yeah, he, he dies. Irrelevant uh, man. Yeah, he just knocks her up. He's like, that's going to be a problem. And then it actually turns out she's like, eh, earth abortion. <laughs> she has a rock abortion. <laughs> yeah, fucking no. So she it gets Wait, there. Did I miss the part where that didn't happen? <laughs> no, that definitely happened, yeah. <laughs> so old lady gets there just as young lady is <laughs> going to try to just turn everyone on earth, all the people into stone eaters in order to save Shafa. And old lady is like, young lady, you're here. <laughs> young lady, you come here right now. Yeah. So give your mother a hug first. It's so here's, what's kind of interesting. This part is now being narrated by Hoa who keeps saying, you do this. Nasan does that. You do this. Nasan does it says you As which he's done is the whole time though. The so S&S well so here's the thing the very beginning, mix. so a big chunk and especially the very first like chapter of the first book in the series is told in second person. Like you see your child dead on the floor. You can't handle it. You know, and though and so you get You all can't the handle way, the truth. You get all the way to the end of the third book and you realize maybe it's just been Hoa narrating this whole thing the whole time telling and that's you about why it. the back the, the flashback things from his perspective yeah it, it's god damn it he got you yeah punked and so there was a reason for it for the parts that were in second person to be in second person and it wasn't just hey i'm a writer so i'm gonna do something different even though i thought it totally worked but you know yeah, no, I think I read an interview or something where she said she did it the, the Essen chapters in second person to show just kind of how like not all together Essen was. Though mm-hmm. for the speed at which these books came out and how pretty complicated they are, I think she must have at least had much of the plot worked out before the first one was finished. But fucking worked, man. And so Hoa is narrating the like final thing where old lady says um I want to help you. And young lady says, I don't care. I'm going to go do this anyway. <laughs> and, you know, it's like they finally meet, but they don't really get to have a like heartfelt type of like, oh, I forgive you. They, they don't actually because uh, Essen, no, Nasun definitely doesn't. And so Nasun, the young one, runs over to the obelisks and like starts to activate them. And so she's like, I'm doing it now. Fuck you. Fuck everyone. And then old lady is like, no, stop. And then they have a magic battle where they are like, where young lady is trying to kill everyone. And old lady is trying to stop her from killing everyone through. And they both have their own like obelisk networks of magic that they're using to like amplify their power. So it must have been like really intense, but Nasun is like just as like strong and talented at Orogeny as her mother, even though her mother has like 
decades more experience doing it. But after like this big sort of like magic fight of like, no, stop. And I, you know, they're like, you know, shunting the power around to this side and all this stuff. Uh, Essen, old lady, uh, decides that, you know, if I keep fighting my daughter, she's going to, I'll just, she will definitely turn to stone. Like if like, she will just turn to stone like me, like I'm turning and she will die. And I just can't watch another one of my children do this. So even though I want to save the earth and even though I want to save the earth and I save the earth by recapturing the moon, I'm just going to stop fighting and let, I'm just going to give that up and let my daughter win so that she doesn't die. And so she does. She like gives up and and she, by giving up the fight, turns into stone completely, like a hundred percent. But the but she literally including the tears on her face, like just turn into like a marble statue, perfectly carved a marble statue, just on the ground. And this is the uh, you know kind of thing where the parent says, "I can't fight with my child anymore," and so they go. I'll just make them feel guilty for the rest of their life. And I am a statue. <laughs> I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. I'm not even mad. I'm not mad. <laughs> You're trying to wipe out humanity? Oh, well, you know, uh, I, just I thought wish... you could do better than that. I really thought we raised you differently. <laughs> <laughs> what would your grandmother say if she were here right now? Thank goodness you killed your father that he's not here to see this. <laughs> No, she probably would have said thank you for killing your father. Oh, yeah. He's a piece of shit, yeah. I'm sorry uh, you didn't save so, some for me. Another way you've disappointed uh, me. <laughs> and so Essen, Essen dies. And so Nasen sees that her mother is dead. And I'm literally like, every time I say the name, I'm like, there's only one left. One? Now you got it. Thinking about it. Oftentimes, Nate, Nate thought he said the right name, but it was like Nasen. It was... <laughs> <laughs> it was not that one. <laughs> so Nasan says, "Oh my God, my mom! Oh, I guess someone does love in this world does love me after all." Oh, okay. oh just no, that's a really little too late. <laughs> like Nasan felt like no one loved her in her life except Shafa, who like loved her very much, but he's dead. I mean, he's like basically functionally brain dead or he's about to die of this, of advanced, uh, late onset old age that he's He's getting intense Alzheimer's. (laughs) It's just been delayed by 12,000 years, but now it's all rushing in. It's, it's Bilbo after he's given up the one ring and now he's all of the age is going to catch up with him (laughs) all at once. Uh, and so, and so she's like, oh, somebody did love me. After all, I guess I really did have a family. Okay, I guess I don't need to kill everyone. And in fact, I'll help them by uh, recapturing the moon, by actually using the power to fix the moon and get the moon back to where it's supposed to be. And so she does. The end. Except for an epilogue. Where now, um, <laughs> what's her name? Now I'm, you're my fucking Essen is, is like a stone eater. Or she's going to become a stone eater. And this is why Ho is presumably talking to her in the first, in the second person. 
But also, this is how they make them: is when they eat the stones, they poop out a person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I've been saving that. That that red meat stays in your colon for it's, years. It's like a, it's like an <laughs> owl pellet where they poop it out, and then it hatches, and it's a whole person. <laughs> there were even a few little snippets from Alabaster. Now that he's a stone eater, but of course now he's actually all white, and. Now he's Gandalf the White. I actually thought he was going to come back and do something as a stone eater, as a like sort of re- reclaim his place as, as sort of the the Gandalf. And it's like, oh, now he's Gandalf the White, but he didn't. Well, because the the stone eaters exist on a literally geologic time scale, so it takes them, you know, millennia to just open their eyes and like stop shitting their pants, like whatever they 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 have like nothing. Ents. It takes some, yeah, whom <laughs> just rock think, rock ants. Rock ants is I can't think of a slower, more it's a boring rush album. thing. It's absolutely a rush album. <laughs> but all the songs are about Ayn Rand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know like a tremendous amount of Rush songs are about fucking Ayn Rand? Yeah, yeah. Sadly, Neil Peart. Actually, was a, not sadly. I don't give a fuck about Rush. <laughs> no, Neil. The, the only thing I wanted to never listen to any of them. 2,112 ways I am freer without the government. It was all, a, a lot of it's about objectivism. He's <laughs> like, yes, I am free to have too many drums. <laughs> <laughs> These drum regulations are strangling me. No time signature can hold me. I will change relentlessly. So, yeah, so they, there is a part earlier where Alabaster is, you know, a, a pile of rock feces. And he's and she's like, oh fuck, he's back! And then like, no, he's not. And he's like, oh, I lost him again. But yeah, like, it takes like eight hundred years for them to just like you know not be the equivalent of a rock baby, and to like figure out who they are. And you have to like be really slow with them, like rebuild their personality or something like that. Otherwise, you make a really shitty rock person. I'm like, all right, I think it takes them a long time to like remember. Also, well, so that's what the whole point of this book series has been, basically. Because they got rocks for brains. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> but that's what Hoa is doing. Hoa is, you know, talking to Rock Baby Essen. Like, this is what's going on. This is who you are. Which is kind of a nice twist or ending kind of thing. Because you know that a lot of stuff, it's his, like, you know, throughout the series, there are many times where it's like, Years later, this would happen, or they would regret that at another time. So you know that stuff happens in the future of the events that are happening in the story. It's just Shouldn't like pepper. eating that burrito we found on the floor. Years <laughs> later, he would regret it. <laughs> As he watched his colon come out of him, he would regret it. But and then it makes sense. Like it was, it was a uh, yeah, pretty cool ending. I like this a lot better than book two. Book two was kind of. Kind of a slog for me. Book two always has the book two problem of any trilogy. That's why it's book number two. Shittier. I think book three for this one was finally like, oh, I get it all now. I was just really happy that uh, reading it, I didn't realize that the last 10% of the book was like appendixes, appendices. Oh, yeah. It's like, sweet. It's fucking done faster. <laughs> I thought I, I enjoyed reading it. But I was like, I got to finish this book fast. So what do you think, Nate? So I, I really liked it. This is my second time reading it all the way through. Listening. And this one, uh, so this third book 
There's one slightly different thing about it, which is it includes a lot more exposition. Well, not exposition, but just like a backstory. With especially this part explanation. Because of the the <laughs> yes. Hoa, the chapters of Hoa. Yeah. So this is actually giving the explanation. I, I think for how the world is the way it is. So, which is fine. You know, it's the third book. Like, did she earn the? So okay, the first book did a really good job of of like explaining the story as like uncovering it as part of the plot and not just too much at once and not just, Hey, we're sitting here. Let me tell you this long story about what used to happen in the past many years ago. And you know, no conflict kind of thing. So, so the first book did that so well. And then the second book also pretty well. His third book is just like, I, and there are just, now there are just chapters where it's, I'm just going to give you a long chapter about what happened 30,000 years ago. And it's like, okay, but this is the actual explanation for how the world is the way it is. So it's nice to finally know by the third book. But it was a lot. I don't know. I also, which I guess I didn't mind. But then again, I do read, you know, science fiction that has a lot of technical detail. And that's fine with me most of the time. I don't know. What would you guys think? Wait, wait. Let me understand. Because I, I, I dropped a few of your words there. You thought it was what was your what were your criticisms of the book? I'm sorry. All right. So the yourself. first time I read straight three, exposition, I thought there was kind of too much backstory. Okay. I thought there was just kind of like in this particular book in bo- yeah, book three. This book, okay. Because it's different. This book was just written that it's a different way. This book was written than okay. book one or book two. I thought there was just kind of a little bit too much. But this time going through it, I'm like, no, it's fine. I guess she it's like earned earned it, you know. Like I, I'm interested in knowing like all this stuff and like why the, why this happened. So I guess it was fine. I think it fit for this one. I think there would have been like with the other ones. Like the first one was hard. It was hard yeah, to get was. through. It was great, but it was difficult to understand. And by the end, you finally get it. And the second one was like, okay, I kind of get it still. This one. Just by the nature of how it ends, like if they didn't have that backstory into how it all happened in the first place, if you were just be like, if you weren't getting spoon fed a little bit, it would be prohibitively difficult. Mm-hmm. And I guess with how it ends, with him telling her everything, it kind of it makes sense. And even in the backstory things, there's plenty in there that, like the first ones, is not explained. It's just like, yeah, that's what should. And then they took the you know the magic thing to the other thing, and this happened, and they use. By the hibbity jibbity processes and mysterious yeah. about how I mean, it works. There's a part where they take the magic school bus to the center of the earth, basically. So you know, it's not meant to be hard yeah. science fiction. But I like that the idea. I do like the idea of it ending with him, like, "Hey, um, here's what's going on. Here's who you are," and it adds to the cyclical nature of the the whole series. Right? There's like this idea of like these cycles of of prosperity and calm and chaos and now also come one back thing around. we didn't mention one thing we didn't mention is that at the, at the very end after nasun like actually does capture the moon and fix it she's like a burned out her orogeny and then can't do any anymore oh just like her father wanted her to father knows and best also, and and all the stone eaters go down to talk to the the earth and he's like you guys are real dickheads. They're like, hey, man, are we cool? You're good now. We got your moon back. Can you stop fucking everything up? And he's like, fine. Daddy, 
Daddy's Whatever. happy. <laughs> I kind of like the, the concept of, yeah, the Earth is alive, actually, and he's really pissed off. <laughs> and it, Well, it's interesting, though, right? Like in, in, in the West, Earth is usually a mother or a woman. But here it's a guy. He's a, he's a, well, he's a shitty Germany, dad. It's the father. Yeah. Well, you know, as in Germany, the father is abusive. <laughs> <laughs> they never said the Earth's views on Jews. They never clarified. <laughs> uh, he wiped them out, too. He was, uh, I don't know. Not on my mantle, but... He did, they did say that, uh, like, the Stoneyers say, like, we're not even humans. We're different from these people. But the Earth is just like, you're all the fucking same. You should all die. So he's the, he's the most racist one of them all. He hates all races equally. But he also is, you know, by... Uh, he's killing all sorts of other creatures. Yes. He's like, ah, he's like, sorry, he's, finches. He thinks of us as, like... Well, the, the whole point of this one is... It's, you know, a very thinly veiled oil metaphor by the end of it, where it's like they are drilling into the earth and to sucking out magic all of its thing juice, that gives us all of power. its magic juice that makes life awesome. And it's like, oh, okay, I get it now. And it's like, you know, they could have just gotten a blanket and said they have magic that makes them warm. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's, I guess that's true. Um, but you know but what, like, though? If anybody, I don't care who you ask, you could ask like the biggest... Saudi oil baron guy, and like, hey man, would you trade all that oil for actual magic? And like, oh yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, my f- my friend, yes, I would trade that for magic, my friend. Well, you know, it's like <laughs> it's for, to, like to long ago people, people with no technology, like in this thing, oil almost is magic. Oh no, well it's magic. Yeah. Also, like this, like <laughs> nobody really thinks about how it works, right? I have no idea how it works. I don't think anyone does. No one can know. It is impossible to know. Don't even try to correct us, Nate. No one can know. <laughs> you make you can't oil. explain that. It's, no one knows. You burn it, and then your car goes, and also you have lights. And okay, Nate, that's a combustion a- engine. Like I understand that even, and we, we, have, we have music degrees. But-, <laughs> but also you can make all the Tupperware you want out of its bones or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the trophy kills. Of the oil industry, like, I get. I get why the Earth is pissed. He's like, you guys are like lice with little jackhammers. You're taking my, my heart. You're taking my skin and microwaving fish in it in the company <laughs> microwave. You piece of shit. I am going to wipe everything out. Have you no decency, sir? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it does become a pretty. I mean, there's, there's a lot of different things in this book you could look at. I mean. I think I said this on the first episode, but it's it's a fucking the rare not only female science fiction or fantasy writer, but the rare uh, black female science fiction writer. So, and then race comes up in the book. It's like never central, but it's always there. So, like, there's a lot of different things you could read this book for, but the environmental thing is key. I wrote down one, and quote I still from the I'll fucking take book. magic. I love magic. Yeah. Who doesn't who wouldn't take magic? The one thing I wrote down was when he said, the world as he knew it could not function without forcing someone into servitude. Mm, yeah, there's like, yes. it's, it's in there too. Oh, yeah. Where like they made all the magic, you know, the magic tribes into just batteries for storage so they could make the obelisk go so they could have a bed that wipes the shit out of your butthole. So their cars ran on cotton? Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's like they had, they had literal magic. 
but they wanted more and more and more magic. So it was like, you could have almost anything you want for just about Everless, but you still have to make some people into slaves to get what you want. Well, I mean, Which is how true. we kind of live today. Yeah, listen, if you want to get your Nike sneakers, that's how they're getting made, dude. Every phone is made with, uh, you know, little African kids that get killed afterwards. Oh, when they're like mining the uh, rare earth metals to make yeah, the batteries Yeah, oh, you didn't get enough cobalt, phone. there goes your hand, you know. Or the guys assembling, or, or women, assembling your iPhone occasionally just jump off the roof of the building. <laughs> yeah. Or the women who build nets. Yeah. <laughs> the women who build <laughs> mousetrap in Ireland. Imagine, imagine like you, you, you try to jump off the roof of the iPhone manufacturing slave plant. And then at the bottom of the net, they're like, Doc, in your five minutes, pay. <laughs> Get back <laughs> in there. <laughs> it's a fucking cr- horrible cruelty. Yeah. But they, I, I, didn't they like uh, wipe out a few striking workers at the Coke factory in South America? Because we need Coca-Cola. Like, mm, yeah, but it's a dollar. So I'm what okay is with it? it. Coca-Cola is made out of just like pure chemical nonsense. Like they need to... And a lot of sugar slash corn syrup. It's all corn yeah. syrup, and it, it, most of the coke in the United States, at least, is corn syrup. Oh yeah. If Pretty you want, the, if you want the actual sugar coke, you have to go to the uh, the Jewish section of the supermarket. No, the uh, the Hispanic places also have it. Or, or well, yeah, or you get the, Ma- the Mexican one. Yeah, I don't live in those but neighborhoods. You know, me. <laughs> we are okay with a certain amount of slavery as well, a, as, well, a, as a species. Well, out of sight, out of mind, right? When you don't. See it, you don't experience yeah. it. It's like, uh, might as well be on the moon, or it doesn't. It, it, the thing it's I didn't get so about this book. distant from your experience, you can't empathize with it easily. After they blew up the moon, how did they get back from it? How did they get what? How did they, they, they? He directed the power so it shot the moon in the butthole and exploded it and flew it away. How did they get back from the moon? I thought they were still on the earth for that. I thought they saw so no, they, th- were, on the they were on the moon for that, and he describes so he it doesn't say there's a short like one sentence thing like I, I have no awareness <laughs> for a thousand years, but uh, we fell. I don't know so something like I oh, where yeah, Hoa yeah, yeah. says I don't know. I have no memory or awareness of what happened for the next blah blah blah. But somehow, somehow here we are on the Palpatine earth. Returned. I want to say, did he say something about falling though? And Maybe they just turned fell. into they turned into meteors. Maybe, but they're stone eaters now. So, also they, they mentioned uh, the 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 one stone eater that w- uh, was like raised as a human, and she got knocked up by her adopted brother. Was she Kalenli. the mother of origin origins? There's enough gaps I in think here. So. Yeah, they kind of imply. that's kind of what I got, but it was just kind of like a one sentence, like oh, that's where they came from. Because even there, there was like a racial thing, right? Like that people have different kind of hair texture or different color skin and all that stuff. Yeah. Which I guess is different than, you know, the standard fantasy novel where it's like, he's an elf and I am an orc or whatever. It's the the planet of the hats. Is that a thing? The planet of the hats is a trope in, usually in TV, but I guess probably also sci-fi where it's like, you know, that's a, that's a Klingon. This is what they're like. Like, that's a Borg. That's what they're like. But it's like, obviously there's going to be differences among people on that planet. Like, probably many different kinds of people on that planet. They're not all one thing. Well, yeah. It's all, the elves, all the elves are aloof dickheads, uh, and all the dwarves are hairy little, greedy, 
dirty people. Uh, uh, you know, they, like they're called Greeks, Jimmy. Uh, you want to dig in the rock? Uh, you make uh, you rock want to make gyro on stick. <laughs> <laughs> You know the you know the Parthenon, all those columns covered in euro originally. <laughs> World's <laughs> biggest oven. <laughs> Prometheus, he can fire make euro. <laughs> what a silly Do I have people. to cut this? I don't no, know. So. Fuck no, you could say it against uh, white people. It's fine. They don't read books. They're not going to listen to this thing. <laughs> They're too busy just fucking cornholing each other there wearing a <laughs> fucking kite on. <laughs> this is how Spartans trained. <laughs> you must have strung butt cheeks and sphincter first. Um, <laughs> People used to flock here. That's why they call it souflaki. Uh, so... <laughs> So, okay, I'm, I, I think what we're word. saying is, I think what we're saying is, so if you've, if you've read the first two books, yeah, you should fuck, definitely yeah, read the third one. If you, you, it, it's good. You yeah. can kind of stop after the, with most trilogies, right? You could read the first one, like, that was fine, because invariably the first one is written not knowing you'll get published for the second or third. But if they publish the second, they're really gar- almost guaranteeing the third one comes out. So the second one ends on an even bigger cliffhanger, whereas the first one ends on a point where if it ended there, it ties it up neatly enough. So the first one, if you read that, you could quit. If you read the second one, they're like, how did you not read the third one? The book's been out for fucking six years. And these three came out like one year after another, which is unheard of in most book trilogies. Well, it was thanks to her supporters at Patreon, which if you want to support her at Patreon, go to DrunkGuysBookClub.com. Uh, <laughs> We will not write a book. We should. We should do that. I think we should. We have had many. The adventures of ideas. Fancy Nick in his Euro factory. This <laughs> <laughs> is Fancy Nick's uh, mystery series, Gus Again. <laughs> that is wrong. Gus Again? What? That's not even how that works. I don't know. Um. <laughs> But we had some I weird it was, good uh, ideas. We should write our own a, story. That should be our Patreon perk. That'll be a hell of a thing. The uh, the not, the short story about the Supreme Court justice with narcolepsy. That's <laughs> justice never sleeps. <laughs> 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 or the romance novel about the woman in the co- chili cooking contest after her <laughs> husband died. The ghost pepper. <laughs> we've had some great ideas. <laughs> I forgot about those, yeah. <laughs> I just remember the last line of Justice Never Sleeps was like after after the the the, the, the whatever the fucking te- what the fuck is the word? The people have spoken and the argu- the arguments have been heard. It's a four four vote and they come down to the last justice who's been sleeping the whole time. Like, what do you think? It's this is a really important issue. Where do you stand on this new I'll have to sleep on it. <laughs> I don't think we should. I think we should make these. Oh God! If you think we should make those, you should send us a message, and wherever you know to reach us, <laughs> encourage. 
Jimmy, Jimmy and I will have bad ideas. Nate will type them. <laughs> but so I think we were saying who should read this, and it sounds like anybody who likes this fucking genre, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought this was one of the best trilogies I've ever read easily. And there is something nice that it is just tied up neatly in a trilogy and doesn't go on for 25 books. Even though I liked the books, you know what? Maybe I don't need a million books. Yeah, three's enough. No, it ties it up nicely. I think she knows when to quit when you're ahead, right? I'm sure there's plenty more stuff she could do in this world. But would it? Would it add anything, or to just be like a lame cash grab? We don't need the expanded universe. I don't need to know about the magnesium people, or whatever the fuck she's got. <laughs> don't need all that. I think it was great. I think they were really, really good. Hundred percent. I'll tell you, I've recommended the series to several people, and I've even recommended it to my wife, who does not read science fiction or fantasy, because I think. Well, there are some parts that are definitely more sci-fi fantasy-ish than you know your average book. I mean, the whole thing, obviously. But there are some parts that are like a little more than the average. You know, a person who's into the genre would like to, to tolerate. This, the quality of the writing is really, really good, and it makes it. You know, you don't necessarily like, like if you like fantasy, you'll tolerate some shitty writing for fantasy or science fiction. You know, like a lot of those writers are not. Great writers, they just have cool yeah. ideas about fucking electrons or something, and it's boring shit to a lot of people. I thought these books were really well written, like excellently paced, and just I thought they were really, really good. So I, I recommend it to, a lot, to just about anybody I've talked to who likes books. I'm like, you should check this out. And I can't say that for almost anything we've done on this podcast, actually. Most books, I'm like, that book's a shit book, garbage. <laughs> fucking dog shit <laughs> like, so what? many so many like anytime I see somebody reading a book we've done I'm like oh you're reading that and I'm like yeah, yeah I just started like, it's fucking trash and then they just walk <laughs> away <laughs> don't waste your fucking time garbage piece of shit more like Moby shit on a dick it's the stuff you scrape out of the under the foreskin of Moby's dick it's books Ugh. magma and they're like what excuse me I was just getting off the train here. Sorry, I said <laughs> you had to know. I have book Tourette's. <laughs> Two reds. Mm. Is that it? Is that what it no. is? No. All right, Nate. All right, you do better. <laughs> Cocksucker motherfucker. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, everyone should read it. And then once you're done reading it, you should go head over to patreon.com slash so guys book club and. Uh, Tell and us what you send thought. Send us some money. Yeah. Yeah. And send us for money for recommending it. So, and then tell us what you thought. And you can send us an email at drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And I already said the Patreon thing. So check out the Hopped Up Network. I've never promoted it before, but they make podcasts about beer, apparently. And we are on that. Go do that. Who? Apparently. <laughs> I'm sure they're recommending us every episode. They do. Fuck them. Great. <laughs> okay, goodbye. Uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>